the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday. And that theme is threefold. We are talking about Purim, the book of Esther, and God's providence. Interestingly, that the word providence doesn't appear in the Old Testament. It appears once in the New Testament in Acts 24, verse 2. And it means forethought. That's F-O-R-E-T-H-O-U-G-H-T. And it's from another word, which means to consider and to provide for something in advance. When you look at Webster's Dictionary, he defines it this way. Number one, it's divine guidance and care. Secondly, it's God guiding human destiny. And it's also the protective care of God or nature as a spiritual power. And I don't think too many of us as believers recognize God's providence as spiritual power that we always have within us. There are a number of biblical examples in Scripture that demonstrates God's providence. For example, in Daniel chapter 6, Daniel was put in the lion's den, and Daniel said, My God knew that I was innocent, and he sent an angel to keep the lions from eating me. In verse 23 in Daniel 6, we read this, Daniel's faith in God kept him from being harmed. Throughout our lives, there are many times difficult times occur, and we may be afraid and fear. But the truth is that God is so often operates behind the scenes, working his providential care and is always with us. Another example we find in Acts chapter 9, where Rabbi Saul was on the road to Damascus as he was going to deal with the, those who believed in Jesus. But he was dramatically and radically converted from being an enemy of the gospel to become probably the greatest apostle that ever lived. 
We also see another example in Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 and 13. We read that Joshua spoke to the Lord when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the sons of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, O son, that's S-U-N here, O sun, stand still at Gibeon, and O moon, in the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation avenged themselves of their enemies. A dramatic move of God behind the scenes, stopping the sun and the moon from moving, to allow the people of Israel to avenge themselves of their enemies. It's so powerful. This is the God that we serve. It's truly remarkable. There are other examples of God working behind the scenes, and it's a demonstration every time of the providential care that God has for all of us, even to the extent of controlling the elements. We have been quoting Psalm 57, verse 2. I will cry to God most high, to God who accomplishes all things for me. And so much of what is accomplished is because of his providence that he always has. Proverbs 21.30 has also been quoted by us on Monday and Tuesday. The proverb says, There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel that can, be pre- that can prevail against God. God is sovereign and God will prevail. And we're speaking of these scriptures because it applies in Esther and it applies also for us today. In other words, Junie, really, providence is really in the Bible, even though it doesn't say specifically providence. We then went on to chapter one in the book of Esther, where we read that King Ahasuerus had a banquet for about a, for a 180 days followed by another one for the general public for seven days. And on the seventh day, he sent eunuchs to bring Queen Vashti to come and display her beauty. But Queen Vashti refused, and the wise men who counseled the king gave him this counsel to, re- to deal with the situation. I'd like to read from chapter 1, beginning at verse 17. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, causing them to look with content on their husband by saying, King Ahasuerus commanded Queen Vashti to be brought into his presence, but she did not come. And this day the ladies of Persia and Media, who have heard of the queen's conduct, will speak in the same way to all the king's princes, and there will be plenty of contempt and anger. And here, this is exactly what they told the king to do. If it pleases the king, let a royal edict be issued by him and let it be written in the law of Persia and Media so that it cannot be repealed that Vashti should come no more into the presence of King Ahasuerus and let the king give her royal position to another who is more worthy than she. This is a dramatic uh, issue that faced the people in Persia because the queen refused to come. And this is uh, so, uh, what can I say? This is so vital in the plan of God's providence. So that basically was the highlight in chapter one. We go to chapter two, where a a successor was sought to replace Vashti. 
And I'd like to read verse 4 in chapter 2 so we get a, a picture of what is going on. Then let the young lady who pleases the king be queen in place of Vashti, and the matter pleased the king, and he did accordingly. Again, a dramatic thing was happening. And we need to see, Junie, that um, this was a vital thing in Russia. Then, to go further on in God's providence, we read in verse 5, Now there was a Jew in Susa, the capital, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemel, the son of Kish. He was a Benjamite. And this was the introduction of a very important person because we read, again, it wasn't very, very significant to anybody else, but being a Jew was remarkable. And we see uh, further on in verse 7 concerning Mordecai. And he was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father or mother. Now the young lady was beautiful of form and face, and when her father and her mother died, Mordecai took her on as her daughter. So again, the king was ordered to seek out the beautiful women to take the place of Vashti, and isn't it, wouldn't you possibly say, what a coincidence that Esther was so beautiful? It was not coincidence. This was part of God's providence, and it's amazing how it unveils. Let me read Proverbs 16, 9. The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This is a demonstration of God's providence. I'd like to read verses 8, 9, and 10 in chapter 2. So it came about when the command and decree of the king was heard, and many young ladies were gathered to Susa, the capital, into the custody of Haggai, that Esther was taken to the king's palace into the custody of Haggai, who was in charge of the women. Now the young lady pleased him and found favor with him. So he quickly provided her with her cosmetics and food, gave her seven choice maids from the king's palace, and transferred her and her maids to the best palace in the harem. Esther did not make any make known to her people or her kindred, for Mordecai had instructed her that she should not make them known. In other words, she was Jewish, but she was instructed by her cousin not to reveal that. Let's go on to verse 15 in chapter 2. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abigail, the, the, uncle, the uncle Mordecai who had taken her as his daughter, came into the king, she did not request anything except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of women, advised. And Esther found favor in the eyes of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus to his royal palace in the tenth month, which is in the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. Again, this is a critical, critical point. We go on to verse 17. And the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she found favor and kindness with him more than all the other virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. And here we see God's providence, a Jew becoming a queen in Persia, which is modern-day Iran. And the plot begins to thicken. 
Really, let's go further in verse, uh, chapters tw- uh, 2, ch- uh, verses 21 to 23. In those days, while Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bikham and Teresh, two of the king's officials from those who guarded the door, became angry and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. But the plot became known to Mordecai, and he told Queen Esther, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. Now when the plot was investigated and found to be so, they were both hanged on a gallows, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the king's presence. And this is very important because this shows that Mordecai now is written in the Chronicles as saving the king's life. Junie, isn't it amazing, just to pause for a second, here's a Jewish woman who becomes king in Persia, Queen. A queen, I should say. And here, you know, you could say all these things are coincidences, but it's not coincidence. This is an incredible uh, picture of God's providence. So that really was the heart of chapter two. So we'll probably start looking at chapter three now. I don't know how far we'll get, but chapter three uh, talks about Haman is introduced and his plot against the Jewish people is revealed. Uh, let me see if, yeah, we could re- read some of the verses. We're in chapter 3 in the book of Esther, and the beginning as we find it. Oh, you know what? I think let's stop here, Junie, so we can begin chapter 3 tomorrow, because it's an amazing unfolding of the providential care of God for his people. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the book of Esther. Thank you for the providence that you have that can control situations over and above what we can control. And so often you are behind the scenes. We're not even aware of how great you are. So we pray that our listeners, as well as Junie and I, will really be affected by going through the book of Esther. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.